Welcome to the Human Flourishing Project. I'm your host, Alex Epstein. Well, it's only been a week since the last episode. Usually I do this every two weeks, but given this pandemic slash crisis slash arguably panic that we are involved in, I thought it would be useful to try to do these shows every week. And in particular, I got a lot of positive feedback on last week's episode called Flourishing During a Massive Disruption. So I thought I would do this week Flourishing During a Massive Disruption Part 2 and expand a little bit on the ideas last week and in particular give some examples of how I'm applying them and a, a question that I've asked myself to help me with flourishing during a massive disruption. So first, let's summarize what I talked about last week. So I mentioned that I, like many of you, am experiencing a massive disruption in my life, and this involves work disruption, work being made much more difficult, and then many things being off limits in my personal life. Now, things like, you know, things I love, like the ocean, in Laguna Beach and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and et cetera, et cetera. The, you know, my first reaction to this, or, which might seem counterintuitive in terms of flourishing, is I, I talked about recognizing this is a bad thing. So you can think of it as it's legitimate to be very upset about this disruption and to recognize there's a lot of loss that's happening. And even if, if you can even think of it as if you're grieving that loss, that's that's a legitimate thing because your life is important and what you were building was important and what you were planning was important. And it's a bad thing that all of the, that got disrupted. But we are in this situation and we can fight for better policies. And I do fight for better policies. What those are is a subject apart from this podcast right now. But we only have so much power there. So we have to make the best of the circumstances. And here I talked about some ways in which one can make the most of the circumstances. And one was that recognizing that there's an advantage to disruption, or at least a way we can take advantage of disruption, which is extracting information about opportunities for growth. So I don't want to go too much into that since I went into it last week, but I talked about, for example, in a business, a lot of people's businesses are struggling, at least not going as well as they were before. And one can take this situation and recognize, hey, you know what? The fundamentals of my business could have been a lot more secure. In the future, I'm going to have better business practices. And that's a kind of growth that will be beneficial now, but is, is particularly empowering if one thinks of it in terms of the future when there's some kind of uh, recovery or at least much better situation than there is right now. Another way I talked about it in terms of taking advantage of disruption is being creative. When we're in these kinds of circumstances, it can often lead to uh, creative thinking. And that's actually what I'm going to talk about today, Some a way of thinking about that and then some examples of that. And then I talked about how the broadest thing we're all facing is we have to re-engineer our, our lives, which really means re-engineer our routines. The, the old way of doing things, at least for many of us, will not work uh, nearly as well. So we need to re-engineer our routines. And part of that is what, what are new processes we can add? What are 
what are new processes that we want to avoid that are easy to fall into? I think probably, I mean, there's all kinds of things, which is part of the problem of lockdowns in terms of everything from overeating, substance abuse. Uh, yeah, I mean, all sorts of interpersonal challenges. I think uh, people are having so there's all sorts of, of new negative things there. But then there's also maybe there are pre-existing uh, processes that were in our routines that we can remove. So maybe this is a you know maybe this is a time when we can avoid certain bad eating habits, especially. And then finally, I just talked about how all of these things are they don't solve all of the stress and anxiety of the situation. I don't know how to do that, and I don't even know that one should be able to do that. So none of this, I don't take any of this as oh this should be easy, but it's about how to make it better. And I do think that any kind of significant growth does lead to a lot of psychological power because I one has the feeling I have control over this. I am I am going to be better. Like I'm I'm becoming better fundamentally now, and that's really going to manifest itself later as conditions improve. So that was last week, and what I want to talk about this week is a question to ask that I think can can lead to a lot of creative ideas that can dramatically improve one's life overall now and in the future. And this doesn't mean necessarily that it's going to be better now overall, all things considered, than it was before the disruption, but I think it can be making the best of it. And it might even make it better overall. And this this relates to, actually very closely relates to this question that I've been asking myself, which is, what can I do to make my life overall better during this ordeal than it was before? So what can I do to make my life overall better during this ordeal than it was before? And I want to keep stressing, this doesn't mean make light of the value destruction, the damage, the difficulty. Now, I've experienced plenty of that, and I know many, many people have experienced way more. Even just, so I mean, so many parents who are now being forced... They have to work at home and take care of kids and educate kids, and it's just it's just so much to do. And then you think about a single parent doing that; it's just so it's such a such a difficult situation. So again, I just I want to keep stressing: I'm not saying it's easy or you shouldn't feel bad, but I do think that this this question is a useful question, and I'm going to talk about some examples of how I've been able to figure certain things out using this question. But before I do that, I just, I know it might be annoying that I keep qualifying this, but I, what I want to avoid is just being in the category of saying, oh, isn't it great being in quarantine? I get to watch so much Netflix and I get to read things. That thing, that stuff makes me sick. And I see, I see quite a bit of it. And I just think that's such a disservice to what so many people are going through right now. I, I would like to just help people as much as possible, whatever their circumstances right now, do things that are positive. And part of the reason I want to do another podcast is because I've heard a lot of advice on different kinds of things and I haven't found it all that helpful. So if I think I have something helpful, I definitely want to share it at this, you know, at this point in time above all. Okay. With all of that qualification out of the way, let's just repeat the question. What can I do to make my life overall better during this ordeal? than it was before. So three examples of how I've found this useful. And the first one I have to say I am very, very proud of because 
last Sunday, I did something that I have been talking about doing for 10 years and have not done, and I've even talked about doing it on this podcast probably pre-2019, and I didn't do it, and I always had an excuse for it, but this Sunday I finally did it, and then again on Tuesday I did it, and this is surfing. So for background, for those of you who haven't heard the show before, uh, there are a lot of a couple things I really like in life. One of them is the Pacific Ocean. So I like to go in the ocean whenever I can, which is part of the reason it's so upsetting that the lockdown here is also forbids you from many outdoor places, including the ocean, at least in Laguna Beach. It does. Fortunately, there was another beach that doesn't have the lockdown. So Gavin, I don't know if Gavin Newsom can prosecute me for what I'm going to share in this uh, episode, but Okay, so there. Uh, I distracted myself because I'm not very happy with the uh, with the governor right now. So surfing, yeah, I love the ocean, and I also love board sports. Snowboarding, I've been doing for twenty plus years, and then maybe four years ago, almost four years ago now, I got into one wheeling. Check out onewheel.com if you want to know what that is. So that's this amazing electric skateboard that feels like a snowboard because it's got a giant go kart wheel in the center and it balances around that. It just feels amazing to ride. Uh, ride. So, And I live very near the ocean, so it was always a natural thing, but I haven't, I'm, I'm very comfortable in the water, but I'm not a, a particularly good swimmer. So I just thought, oh, I need to be a good swimmer, so I'm not going to go surfing. Plus, I think I had a, a bad experience maybe 14 years ago or thir- must be 13 years ago trying surfing uh, with a friend of mine and there was another friend of mine and he, the, the, one of the friends of mine who actually taught me this time, so a good friend of mine uh, named Kobe, uh, Kobe Dubois, in case he wants full recognition. I know he listens to this show uh, quite a bit. He lives in San Clemente, and I remember I went down there, must have been 13, yeah, 13 years ago, and another friend of mine was there, and my other friend really picked up surfing, and I just could not do it at all. And I was not at all, I wasn't, I didn't even love the water back then. It's really weird. I wasn't comfortable, and so even that, partially made me think, oh, I'm not going to be very good at this. But recently, hadn't seen Kobe for a while. He happened to be in my area once. We ran into each other and he said, hey, come surf. And uh, guess what? I did not come surf. I was doing jujitsu. I was going the ocean myself. I had a lot going on. And it just seemed, I kind of wanted to go, but it just seemed like a lot. And after all, I'm not that good a swimmer. So I got to learn how to swim really well. And then I'll go surfing. So the logic went. But then we have this lockdown. And I forget exactly how Kobe and I started talking, but it occurred to me, hey, you know what? I can't go in the ocean in Laguna Beach. He's in San Clemente. I can go in the ocean there. And you know what? It's hard for me to exercise because there's no jujitsu and it's hard to have a substitute. So you know what? I'll just try that surfing thing. How bad can it be? Plus, he works with somebody who's a who I think was a, a professional surfer, and she's also... Um, uh, a surf instructor, so she might be able to give me some tips. So okay, I tried it, and it was it was super fun. It's it went into the water. He did uh, he did a great job setting it up, and I was able to get up on the board and and surf a couple waves. And then I went again on Tuesday, and it's a very cool it's a very cool activity. I don't know how I don't know if I'll be a surfer for life, but it is it is really fun, and particularly it's fun because I already like being in the water. So I don't feel so much pressure for every single wave to go perfectly or anything like that because I, I like being there in the first place. 
So this is, it's hard for me to emphasize how big a deal this was for me to do something that I've, that has always seemed like it would be fun and a good fit, but I just procrastinated on for a whole bunch of reasons. So this was a really good answer to what can I do to make my life overall better during this ordeal than it was before? Well, adding surfing to my life. And I just can only hope that San Clemente does not shut down the beach because a lot of other beaches have been shut down and I'm not too optimistic about it right now, but I am optimistic that the beaches will open up again at some point. So I'm very, I, I definitely, I've definitely grown to have this experience. Okay, example number two. I mentioned maybe on the last episode, maybe on the one before, about how one of the benefits or one of the things I've figured out during this ordeal, which I think a lot of people have, is, you know what, there are certain people that we can video chat with who are remote. If we're video chatting kind of with local people, hey, we can video chat with people who are farther away that we don't communicate with as much. So my my uh, family plus my brother-in-law and my girlfriend, we would play this game. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned the game before, we play code names over the video chat. And we never did stuff like this before remotely, but it was pretty fun. And then uh, recently I discovered that again this might not seem like this epic that epic a discovery but it's it is definitely something that makes my life overall better at least can contribute to that is i discovered i really like playing code names uh with cassandra my girlfriend there's a two-player version and the reason that i like it a lot it's it's a fun game so the premise of the game if i can try to explain it very quickly is there are 15 miscellaneous words, like 15 individual cards, each of which have words like, you know, duck, computer, microphone, shorts. I'm just looking at things in this room, but just kind of random things. And then the idea is your goal is to see, can you get somebody to guess some of some as many specific ones of those as possible without guessing the others? So if I said something like, uh, technology too, then maybe you would guess computer and microphone. And assuming that nothing else resembled technology too, but if there was something like uh, iPhone, then it would be a bad clue because someone would also think iPhone. So, And then they would get it wrong and then that could potentially end the game or at least move to the other person's turn. turn rather. So yeah, it's it's a really interesting game because it, it involves getting into someone else's head and thinking about, hey, how can I in just one word and then with one number, like how can I with one word really get them to think about certain cards and not think about the others? And I particularly like doing this with Cassandra because one of the, one of her really good qualities is she has a very organized mind. And that's something I I think of myself as having as well. And so there are many situations where we think about things just organically in a very similar way. And it's very fun to have the satisfaction of there's a difficult thing like to come up with something that just most people wouldn't get if I say, hey, this word and this number, and then she'll get the exact ones I was thinking of, even if some others seem somewhat similar. So I really enjoy that kind of, that kind of connection and that kind of creative thing. And if I'm allowed to brag on this podcast, I, we did one where we got a six in code names, which I think is a lot. So I was giving the clues and she was guessing. 
and there are 15, and I just in one clue, I gave six. So I, I was able to think of one thing that, that, and it was the first clue of the game. So it, I got her to guess only the six ones that I wanted and avoid the other nine. Now, to be fair, this is probably 20% because we're good and compatible and 80% because we had kind of an amazing hand or I had an amazing hand, so to speak, but still. If any of you like code names, I'm sure you're going to be impressed by a six. So that was uh, another thing where, hey, this is a this is a this is a new addition, and it's, it's not like oh well, this compensates for all the problems. That's not the point. But it's to think of to be aware of things like this, and to the, then think of more things. So then I can think about hey, what are other kinds of games where we can have that kind of mental connection and and that kind of co creativity together. And so that's a new identification of, oh, this is a type of activity that I like that I hadn't thought of before. Uh, the third example in terms of the, you know, what can I do to make my life overall better during this ordeal than it was before? This relates to something I was talking about last week in terms of, and even earlier in this episode, in terms of just thinking about people in general, thinking about, hey, how can I manage finances, my business uh, better? And in particular, I think a lot of us who have businesses and who have had different income streams reduced, or even you know, in some businesses, income streams have just uh, disappeared, at least temporarily. It's hard to think about in terms of oh well, how can it be? How can it be better now? You could think about how can I save my business or how can I get by, but to think of it in terms of better, that can seem well, that's impossible. Now, and I don't, I don't, I think it still is a really good question because one thing is there will be a lot of people who come up with breakthroughs out of this kind of very difficult, even sometimes desperate situation who they'll come up with better things than they had before. They'll in absolute terms be better off and they'll be better off pretty soon. That's unusual and I wouldn't expect that for myself or any given person, but that'll happen. But what I've noticed is that when I ask myself this question, one thing I can see that applies to me that I think applies to a lot of, of, of others is that the thing that can make my life overall better is, um, is being much savvier in terms of being a businessman and in terms of, of finances. And I've noticed it from the perspective of, wow, I have so much more of an awareness about what I spend money on and what the future looks like than I did before. So even if you just take a round number for anyone, it doesn't, I don't want to go into my particular situation, but it does, it's just, if you take a business and like it lost 40% of its income. So you could say, well, that sucks. But then if you lose 40% of the income in the business, but you have, you're much more on top of the business. You're much more aware. So one thing is you can cut costs intelligently. But the other thing is there's just a lot of confidence that comes from that because it it's, means, hey, I really know what the different future scenarios look like, including, and this is a really important one, I know what the worst case scenario looks like. So if if a whole bunch of things go wrong, I'm I know what I'm going to do. And I found that so empowering because even when things were going really smoothly, not having thought through worst case scenarios, there has to be a way in which that undercuts one's confidence. But if one has really thought about, okay, well, here's the worst case scenario. It's probably not going to happen, but if it does, here's what I'm going to do when that's a real kind of confidence. And at least in my case, it comes from this question of what can I do to make my life overall better during this ordeal than it was before. 
just for what it's worth, in case this is helpful to others, this is a business-specific one, but I've found the filter when I'm thinking about the business and thinking about what, you know, what changes to make. I've started thinking about two filters when I'm looking at expenses. And they're very related, but they're, they give you slightly different perspectives. Maybe this is too simple for some people, but I find it very useful in part because of its simplicity. So one is just, does this make money? So if I'm spending money as a business, does this make money? Because ultimately you have to produce profit. Basically what you're doing is you're taking, you're taking, taking some amount of resources, some amount of money, and then you're transforming it into more value, which means more money. So just going down all the expenses and saying, hey, does this make money? Does this make money? And really having a clear causal connection. So either it makes money directly or it's really, really necessary to make the money. Like it's really, really necessary, not in some really distant way, but you really know it is. And this relates to the second one. Does this save time? When I've been, and this applies to business and to personal, when I've been looking at different expenses, I've thought, for example, oh, you know what? Groceries, hey, I could save a lot of money by not using Thistle, this uh, meal delivery service. And, and Thistle is in a certain sense uh, expensive. And if I was really in a desperate situation, I would stop it. But fortunately, I'm not in that situation. And fortunately, and not fortunately, but Thistle is just as I think about it, it that thing is so convenient because I like the meals, they're healthy, uh, I eat well, and it's just they are made. And I don't know of anything else that's close to that good. You know, going to the grocery store, yeah, I could maybe agree, have somebody uh, agree to cook things for me, but then you know, I'd have to think of the recipes and, and maybe I can do that. But at least right now I think about, you know what, that is a good use of money. That even though it's expensive, that really saves me time. And I, I've noticed that with certain other things. That Yeah, if this is really saving me time, it's really buying me life. And that's something that I want to afford versus other things. If they're not really saving me time, then they're much, much more suspect than they really need to be an exquisite use of time. And for me, there's a lot of things to kind of cut there where, okay, well, for me, I'm not a huge fan of restaurants. That doesn't do it for me. But yeah, having really high quality, convenient food at home, that is a really, really big deal to me. So I would ask you, and I'm really curious to know your answers. I mean, what can you do to make your life overall better during this ordeal than it was before? And again, the, it's not that it's actually going to be overall better, but you can, you, you can come up with specific things that will make your life better, and it'll make it better now, and it'll make it in the future. So I will try to think of these things as well. I'm trying to find one for Brazilian jiu-jitsu. That's a challenging one since uh, I do not have, uh, fortunately, uh, fortunately, uh, for a whole bunch of reasons, like my girlfriend, who's the only one I'm allowed to be around, legally is not my size at all. And so it's not a good jiu-jitsu partner for me in terms of hardcore jiu-jitsu workouts. But uh, you really, jiu-jitsu is much, much more fun with another person. So I'll, I'm trying to think of things that I can do there that are still safe and healthy. But And maybe I'll report on my success or maybe, maybe the solution that I come up with will be, in my judgment, very responsible, but not very responsible in the judgment of Gavin Newsom. So I will have to conceal it from you. But 
this is the, that's the one I'm thinking of right now. And that's a challenging one. And I encourage you to think of with your own life, what can you do to make your life overall better during this ordeal than it was before? Okay. I hope that was helpful. Uh, you, as always, you can write me at, um, with, as I like to say, questions, comments, love mail, or hate mail at alex at alexepstein.com. I'm particularly keen to hear from people at this stage in, in just in the history of the world and all the difficulties going on. And if there's, there's anything that you'd like me to cover on the show, I'm definitely interested in that. Also, in cases of interest, I've decided that you can, if you want to, you can actually pay for this show. So let me explain. I'm in general a big fan of paying for things and for and and charging for things. So if you really like this show, I can think of two ways that you can pay for it. One is share it with somebody else. So and I just mean that specifically. So if you really like this episode, just share it with one other person and that I will consider that a great payment. You could also write, if you want to write a positive iTunes review, that would be tremendous as well. And if you would like to pay in money, I just set up uh, a little account. I'll probably make a more formal one later that, that gives more payment options. But if you just go to paypal.me slash human flourishing, paypal.me slash human flourishing, you can make a payment. So if you think that this show, this particular show is valuable or that the show in general is valuable, maybe pay one-tenth of what it's valuable valuable to you, maybe one-tenth of its value to you, or one-hundredth, uh, one or just share the show with somebody. But if you want to do that, that is now an option. Okay, that's it. For this week. Oh, I should mention, definitely also interested in any questions and comments on the Facebook page. So facebook.com slash human flourishing project. And if you want uh, updates about when new shows come out, go to humanflourishingproject.com and sign up for the email list. Okay, not sure when I'll be back next. I'm going to try to do every week, at least for the foreseeable future. I promise I'll do at least Every other week, the more I hear from you, alex at alexepstein.com, the more I'll be motivated to do more of these. So I wish you the best in these difficult times, and I really hope that you think of ways to make your life overall better during this ordeal than it was before, and I hope you share them with me and share them with the group. That's it for this week. Until next time, I'm Alex Epstein. This has been the Human Flourishing Project.